Oh, <laughs> I've seen stopping time. <laughs> no, that, that was quite poignant. I think that was an actually a very good one for our subject matter today. Hi, oh. I'm Michelle Marshall. And I'm Keith Owen. And you're tuning in to Hair Talk and More. Hair Talk and More. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, so we are live slash not live, live, not live slash. <laughs> you just love, you live. just love that. Well, you know, we don't want to lie to you and say that we're live when we're putting this out at the time that we are, because we're not. Uh, no. We've pre-recorded this, and uh, we've spent a whole afternoon doing this, haven't we, Michelle? We've been here for hours, days hours even, trying hours. to get this all Please done. feel sorry for us. <laughs> yeah, right in, the, right in the chat bar, we feel sorry yeah. for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. give us a hey, hey if you're with us. Yeah. Give us a hey, hey, yeah, definitely. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> We are going to be asking you some questions throughout this anyway. We've mentioned the chat bar, and certainly if you haven't got any questions about whatever we're talking about today and just other general, I'm going to say health matters possibly. <laughs> Nothing below the waist, though. No. Any, do you have any health concerns? Well, me? You look, you do look, very, no, you look like a doctor when you do that, Michelle. It's like... No, I'm going to shout because I'm just. I, I'm just I won't get my stethoscope out. I won't get my thermometer out. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to stick it after that talk. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we're, <laughs> we're all back to work, I'm aren't back. we? I'm not a bad. We're, we're all back to work. And I think one of the things we wanted to make sure that we were going to be talking about is, and it's a really current thing, I'm thinking about, but certainly it, there's, a, there's a big talk about it and it's uh, it's mental health so regarding to our clients mental health when they're coming back into the salon but our own going back into the salon and continue sort of working on mental health as well uh, going forward with a busy time that we've got coming up but also maybe some of the initiatives that are out there at, at the moment and some of the things that maybe myself I don't know if Michelle does anything to for her mental health I'm going to ask her in a minute um, she, she'll have to think up something really whether it's drinking <laughs> it's not drinking, Michelle. Michelle was shaking her. For those of you that are listening on podcasts, she's shaking her. It's not drinking. Is it something else then? Um, I just think I'm a workaholic, and I, I, it's not good because I'm, I am a bit. I think I just am a bit mad anyway. And I please don't think that I'm um, being derogatory or being any way uh, disrespectful for anybody that's suffering with any sort of mental health problems. But I genuinely think I am just a bit off the wall anyway. And I think you were in lockdown. Like eccentric, Michelle, that's yeah, the word. Eccentric. And I, I, I kind of like it because I just think what is normal? Do, like what is really normal you know people go on about oh i want to be normal but what is that yeah well that's a really good question i think that's one of the things that i think as a as a big hole of um i mean hole as in whole thing not as in hole as in hole in the ground <laughs> you're not going to jump into this hole i, I think obviously uh, so, you know social media now portrays whatever a normal slash life is but we all know it's not normal but there's still a lot of us that still look at it and think 
that's what normal is, which is the slightly weird thing about it all. Um, so we're often being told that, you know, you should be going on holidays, you'd be laughing all the time, you should be smiling all the time, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. You should be miserable all the time, you should be unhappy. All you know, you continue getting bombarded with what you could and should and that would have ever done if you people want to tell you. I can't think of any other shoulda, woulda, couldas, if I'm honest. But, <laughs> but you shoulda, coulda. I mean, <laughs> shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I mean, you doing that anyway, I mean, it's. I think it's okay to do that if it helps you. I think that's the, the one big thing with um, mental health is that I think if you're aware of what you, what it is you do and if keeping busy is good for your mental health and you know whether or not it's, it's good or not, yeah. then that's a good thing to do. It's, and I think that's the, the real thing. There isn't really a right thing to do or no. a wrong thing to do. It's just whatever you do for you is right for you, if that, yeah. if that makes any you sense. Often at all. People say that they like to do yoga or they run. I definitely think when I was running that that really did help. But I'm going through a certain time in my life and running didn't work for me at this particular time. I was on a run and I got halfway through a run. And, and for those of you who know me, know that I was, myself and Keith were big runners. I mean, he was a much bigger runner than I was. But, you know, I definitely had done a few half marathons and, and 10Ks and used to go out every Sunday running um, and, and possibly in the week. But I found that I was halfway through running and I was going to pass out. I was sick. I was sweating. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I thought I was having a heart attack my breathing was all over the place and I had to stop running because it didn't fill me with any joy anymore it made me a bit nervous doing it because I wasn't sure what was going on with my body and you know I found out later it's because I'm going through a certain time and I think yes I will run again but I will wait and run when you get the mo you've got to do it for you haven't you you've got to do something that feels right at that time and it, it at the moment that doesn't feel the right thing to do it's too much bloody hard work as well <laughs> no yeah i mean i mean it's good that you you know you listen to your body and what your body was saying to you and you didn't sort of carry on through it because there's a lot of people that you know that sort of thing happens and they just continue through that just thinking oh i'll be all right in a bit and and then maybe they, they make themselves feel worse so you know listening to your body i think is you know you saying that i think that's one of the first things when you're you know thinking about your health and this, and I don't proclaim to be any sort of mental health expert or health expert, by the way. So I'm just, you know, I'm just making stuff up as I go along. <laughs> for those of you who do know, I always say this, for those you know, you know. But for those of you who don't know, Keith is um, a volunteer at the Samaritans. So he has actually got a lot more um, knowledge and insight into this subject matter than maybe some people think. So definitely, you know, pop any questions you have for Keith in the comments bar or, you know, reach out to us because, you know, we if we can help, we can help. Definitely Keith has got more of um, an authority on it, even though he's very humble and won't say that he has... Um, you know, he will have been through courses himself and he's now helping other people when they join the Samaritans to put them through their paces on, on how to be with people when they ring up. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about that, Keith? Is that OK? Yeah, I can, I can give you a, a little bit of a, a insight into that. Um, 
the first thing, you know, the Samaritans is, is confidentiality. So I can't tell you about exact people, and I know you would expect that, but I can give you an overview of roughly on the sort of calls that you do get. And I think the main thing that we can all do in regards to um, being there and helping out with somebody's mental health is just is just being able to listen to what it is they're talking about and just asking the right questions, you know, open-ended questions and again asking if somebody's okay more than once. So you okay? You sure you sure you're okay? You know that type of thing because it goes a long way. Most people who just go, yeah, fine, I'm all right, I'm all right. But if you ask them again. That's often when you get the, uh, you might get a bit more meat to the bones in regards to what's actually going on in their life. And I think talking in general, and this is one of the things that people do when they ring the Samaritans, it's not all, um, for those of you who don't know, the Samaritans is primarily known for a helpline where people are suicidal. Uh, so they could be either thinking of suicide or they could be in the process of taking their own life. Um, but that's a, quite a small percentage of a lot of it is just lonely people, especially with lockdowns going on at the moment, you know, lonely, um, vulnerable people that are just in difficult situations. So sometimes you might get a call where somebody just rants down the phone because they've had a crap day at work and they just rant. And that certainly happened to me. I've had a 20 minute conversation where I've just done the opening Samaritans, can I help you bit? And this person just gone for 20 minutes and just ranted. And at the end they've gone, oh, you're a really good listener. Thanks for that. And I've done that. I literally haven't done anything. Um, but often that could be just the thing. It's just it's just being an ear to uh, an ear to somebody. So giving somebody that opportunity to vent, to talk through things, and to listen actively. So by that, I mean listen without judgment. Listen without putting your own thoughts or opinions on things, and listen without turning it into something about yourself. And I think. That can often happen just as a general conversation. I know for those of you that, you know, if you're working behind the chairs and for those clients that, that you know, coming in or are watching, if you're talking about, say, a client's, you know, we're always known for about holiday, you know, talk people about holidays, but you'll often find hairdressers will go, oh, your client began, oh, I went to Spain last week. Oh, and then you go, oh, yeah, I went to Spain last week. It was great. We did this and we did that. And then the story becomes about you, not about your client. And primarily when your client's sitting in your chair, it's a bit like a caller at the end of the phone, is it's about them. It's about what they've been up to, what they've been going through, how they've been feeling about things. And it's remembering that, you know, they're the important one, not, not you. You can ask them the right questions. So you're important in that respect so you can get that information uh, from your clients so that they can offload because we're a little, little pretty much. I mean, I'll get you. I'm going to ask you this, Michelle. Is there times where you felt like charging them for the haircut and then charging them another, another hundred pounds for the counseling service you've given them? Absolutely. But you hit the nail on the head there because I think with a lot of people, and, and certainly myself also, you, um, you want to say, yes, I've been there too, or I. I don't know, whatever it may be, is because you're trying to empathise with that person for the right reason, but it actually, as I, I've learned through talking with Keith about this subject, it actually is for the, it isn't helping. If somebody has got a problem, you need to let them offload it, not say, oh, well, I, it's me too, because you're trying to relate, but it, doesn't you can no, but uh, you can definitely empathize empathy is a, is a is a massive thing you just don't want to sympathize 
no, no. Empathy, empathy is understanding where that person is and how they're feeling. It doesn't mean you have to share your experience, but you can understand. You know, yeah. you had a really rubbish time. I, we, yeah, automatically we want to share our experience, don't we? Yeah, that's the difference. Um, so you can still be empathetic and not share your your thing. So empathy is great. Empathy is something that we, you know, if we were more empathetic, it, it would it would go a long way. Sympathy, on the other hand, can seem a bit condescending. Oh, you must feel terrible. Oh, you, oh that must have been bad. Oh, what you, you felt like you wanted to do that? But you you do hear people saying things like that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, snap out of it. You'll be fine. You know, yeah, no, it didn't seem that bad. Um, so yeah, empathy is great. You could be empathetic, definitely. And it's certainly something, if you, um, I'll get you to try this when you're next back in the salon when you're talking to your clients, is just to keep the emphasis on them the whole time and just drop in the the odd word here and there. And a, a really good way, and this is, this is something I've learned working at the Samaritans and certainly something I use in day-to-day -day life now as well. If you repeat the last three words they say, you, say to you, your clients or anybody, for the person that's, um for the persons that are talking to you, it feels to them it's really under they're, they're really thinking this person is really listening to what it is I'm saying. So it's you you you'll take the last two or three words and repeat that back to them. So you're reflecting back or rephrasing or paraphrasing what somebody says to you. So it doesn't have to be the last three words. Ideally, you want to be listening for more than the last three words. <laughs> but yeah, if you go for a conversation, you pick up and you go, I don't know, um, the kids have been a pain at school when uh, my husband's been uh, at work. You go, oh, yeah, you said about your husband's been away from work. And as it, it's difficult with the kids, you, you said earlier. And how's that been for you? Yeah, very good. Yeah, that's 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 put it in a it's put it back to them so that then they then answer that question again. So it's all about questioning, really, Keith. Yeah, it's all about questioning and you know that's but it's asking the right questions and i think you know, it's one of the things you know we have privilege of being able to do to our clients and we were in a very unique situation and certainly off the back of like the samaritans there's something called the lions barber collective which is a a, a charity that started up a few years ago uh, by a barber that i think he had a i think it was a friend of his that took his took his own life and he decided that he wanted to do something to to help out he didn't know as in that's often the the, the case with a lot of uh times when people do take their own life most people don't know that's something that people are considering doing and it's often uh, quite a private thing and ideally you know, this is one of the things this guy's come up with and again the samaritans is there for is that you're getting people before they get to that point where it's that difficult so lions barber collective is a facility to recognize maybe when your clients aren't coming in as regularly or there's been a change of mood and then signposting them off to different things so something you know signposting them off to the samaritans or mind or uh, lots of other sort of charitable organizations that are, at that, that are specifically for people that are in distress or in a difficult time you're not there to to you know, you're not a counsellor and you're not a psych psychiatrist or anything like that. But you're, again, as we are as human beings, we care for people. And I think we're an industry where we care for our people that come in, not just their hair, but for them in general, that you're able to go, 
And it's a really, I think the other thing we sort of forget as well, if you were going to walk down the road and suddenly you went and try, try and touch somebody's head, you, you know, you'd be like, get away from me. But when you're in a hairdressing chair and somebody's sitting in front of you, it's a really private, touching somebody's head is a really private area to, to be dealing with. We don't always think about that, do we? We often, you know, I I know that we, We've talked a lot about consultation before in other in other episodes, but often we'll, you know, somebody will sit in our chair and we'll touch their head before we've even asked permission to do that. Yeah, I mean, do you ask permission? Yeah, yes. And um, not probably as much as I should. There was a time where that would be part of my natural thing to say, is it okay if I touch your hair? But again, as things evolve, you take on new things and drop off mm. some bits, don't you? And actually yeah. listening to you saying about that, that's something that we certainly could put back in because you're quite right. You know, it is a very private area to, to be working with and people are inviting us into their space. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, we've all, I've been guilty of it in the past. I get up like just rummaging through the head. Hey, what should we do this? Should we do that? And and without actually, yeah, so getting their permission to actually touch their head, it's it's a really private area to be in, or private space to be in. And certainly the fact that you've got that contact, I think that's often why. And again, I, th I think it goes further with hairdressers or being in the hair industry. I feel a lot of people when they go into a salon feel they have to talk. They're like under this pressure that they have to go to the hairdresser with something to say to the hairdresser. And if they haven't got anything to say, then they'll talk about themselves and things that have been going on for them in their life. And although it's it, it's good from the fact that we may well be able to help them out, it's also I don't want clients thinking that they have to feel that, that they have to do that unless they want to do it. It's like... Don't feel that you have to come in and talk about yourself if that's all you've got to talk about. You don't have to talk. Yeah. You know, there's this big pressure about talking. And, you know, certainly I've had clients before in the years that say, do you mind if I just read a magazine? It's because I'm boring as hell to talk to. That's why. <laughs> read I cannot thing. believe that, Keith. I cannot believe that. I know what our viewers out there, you know, in the chat bar, drop a thumbs up if you think Keith is not boring. If you think he's boring, you would be switching off now, and I know you're not. So I no, know. No, no, there'd be loads of thumbs up, thumbs down now. They'd be like, "Yeah, he's boring as hell. Get him off." No, he's, he's absolute, absolutely not. But um, I'm actually quite happy when people don't want to talk. Believe it or not, Keith. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> really? Believe it or not, I'm not. Re I, you know, I'm. I am a chatty person. But when I'm with somebody for a long period of time, we might talk at the beginning, touch base with them. But if I'm, I don't know, if I'm colouring somebody's hair and we're, I'm doing an extensive amount of highlights or balayage or anything, we'll just go quiet. And I'll usually say, I can feel your shoulders sinking into the chair. Are you OK? You know, you how are you feeling? And they'll be, oh, I'm really chilled out. I said, I'll just get on and work, you know, and and. Mm. And every periodically I say, are you okay? How is you doing? Or I might ask a question every now and again, but I'll certainly, I said, oh, I can feel you relaxing. It's like you came in and your shoulders are up and now your shoulders are like, your whole body's sinking into the chair. And I'm mm. quite happy for that because, you know, I actually don't talk 
I don't really like talking much about myself when I'm working with somebody. Mm. They probably don't know a lot about me. Some people I've shared with them about our in our channel that we're doing. Um, or some people have said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I, I've been working in New York or, or something like that. And they're like, oh, really? What do you, how do you, like, how did you do that? So I'm, I'm actually quite happy to, to be quite silent with people. Yeah. Are you probably... Yeah, well, no, I think you know, silence, is, it goes a long way. And it's certainly something that, you know, thinking about, like you said earlier on, in regards to some of the things that, you know, you used to go running, it's just quite good to clear your head and or work. And, you know, silence is quite a nice um, thing to do as well. So, if you, you know, if you get the opportunity to turn your phone off, I think that's probably the first thing. <laughs> just switch your phone off, um, you know, just for an hour. Or I've got into the habit of if I'm taking the, I've got a dog which I take for a walk, and I'll purposely leave my phone at home so that I don't look at my phone. I don't have the phone there to look at, and it's a good, it's a really good way of just sort of switching off for a little bit. And I think that's important. Again, we're going back after a lockdown, and hairdressers are notorious um, for eating in between shampoos or going to the toilet. And if everything's in between shampoos, you can you can organise your whole life and a wedding in between somebody getting their hair shampooed uh, and going back. But, you know, that's a really good opportunity for us to either book in a, somebody called it a wellness break, which I quite like. So I'm having a wellness break. Ooh, yeah. A wellness break. Even if it's like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, just, 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 I've refused to sit down and just stop for a second or go, just go to the toilet. You didn't hear me, did you? No, I did. What did you say? Go on, say it again. Very poncy. Yes, of course it's Poncy Michelle. It's got to be the Poncy. <laughs> Keith, Keith Nick middle name is not Ralph, it's Poncy. <laughs> it's Poncy. Pon Keith Poncy Erin. <laughs> oh. A wellness break. Yes, you can just go just wellness listen break. to us, it'll cheer you up anyway. Oh, God. Yeah, wellness break. I've been listening to too many things. Um, or a break, you can call it. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. Stop time, whatever. Um, no, I like it. I like the wellness break. I'm only, I'm only. Well, I think, I think the trouble is, if you say lunch break, people just won't bother with it. But if it's got a slightly different, like this is a, this is um, a me time break, or a, no, that sounds even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I love some me time. Mr. Keith Owen has me time. <laughs> no tools, though. No tools. Um, let's move on, Keith. Stop, stop talking like that. Um, <laughs> But it could be that you actually allow yourself to have something to eat or you turn your phone off for five minutes or, um, like I said, just simply have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or whatever it is, just just that time to enjoy that drink and not think about your next client coming in um, and to just enjoy that particular moment. It's, it's very, really difficult. And you can do a couple of breathing exercises. I know I do a couple of breathing exercises which seem to work quite well for me. Um, so you breathe in for four seconds, hold for seven seconds, and then breathe out for eight seconds. And you do that three times. So you can feel your, but as you breathe in, you feel your body getting quite tense. And when you're holding it, your body gets quite tense. But then when you do the eight seconds out, you can feel your body just doing that. And I think we were both lucky enough. We had a, a quite a handsome Scottish guy. I can't remember what his YouTube channel is now. Breathe, breathe pod. 
brief pod. That was it. Um, so this is something I'd learned before he came on, but he was talking about you know paratroopers and um, green berets doing this to calm their nerves and get them into a, um, a, a better place. So certainly breathing can help. We do that all the time, but just um, some thoughtful breathing can work. It can go a long way and just help you calm down a little bit, just help you chill out a little bit during your day. And you can do it whilst you're doing clients as well. It's not something you have to go. Should we practice? Well, yeah, they say, what you're going to do is you're going to breathe in for four. If you're watching or listening, now's your chance to have a go. So we're going to breathe in for four. Hold four, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, eight. Fill your body as you breathe out for eight. And back in for four. Hold for seven. Out for eight. And then one more after that. Breathe out. And then fall off the chair. <laughs> I, I love, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you, you can well because you can get a little bit lightheaded with it. So you, you might find that um, seven seconds, seven sex, seven seconds is too much. So you could do in for two seconds, out for uh, hold for five seconds, out for six seconds, or whatever. So do whatever it is to to do. But you'll just find it just calms you down a little bit. And certainly, you know, being aware of your mental health and talking about your mental health. And I think that's thing is talking about it openly as in getting it out of your own head. And this is certainly one of the big experiences I've found with the Samaritans work is that it does make a difference getting it out of your head and out into the open, physically speaking it out. It's a bit like when we've done rehearsals before, Michelle. I know when we rehearse, if we don't rehearse properly, and, and by that I mean speak it out, and it's in your head, it doesn't seem to feel as good as once you've got it and out. It, and it goes round, doesn't it? It keeps going round in your yeah. head. You keep manifesting situations that are not there because your yeah. brain what did they say i read a book once and it said that 99 percent of what we think is not reality it's only one percent is actually reality our brain makes up everything else oh yeah there's loads of experiments you can do where you'll read something and your brain will make up the words in between it'll fill in gaps it'll add bits in and it's, stuff like that so it's so clever but dangerous on the same hand Oh, it's bloody dangerous, our head. <laughs> I think that's the trouble. And again, we're often we allow other people to mess with it as well. I think that's the other thing you've got to remember is that, you know, your life is your life and it's how you want to live and how you want to do things. And as long as you're happy and you're not hurting anybody, then that's cool. Don't worry about who's on Instagram or Facebook and doing their thing. Um, and like I said at the beginning of this, Michelle, which, you know, we've been been going a little while is, you know, working for you is something that you do that helps you out. You know, if it does help you unwind, and you do feel better at the end of it, then that's a good thing to do. It's all really, really individual. It may well be going for a dog walk. It may well be doing some breathing exercises. Maybe we'll be having a bath, um, you know, with some nice candles and this, that, and the other. It might be spoiling your face, doing a facial, um, doing your makeup, doing your hair differently. It could be lots and lots of different things. So I just think it's a bit of time for yourself and your well-being either at the end of the day, if you can't do it during the day, but certainly give yourself some time. So again, it's choices, you know, do you want to sit in front of the telly and watch EastEnders for 
for half an hour or do you want to sit in the bar for half an hour just chilling out you know those are the choices that i think sometimes we have to to make for our own mental health and also treat your mental health a little bit like going to the gym i know sometimes i don't go to the gym so i might do some meditation or something instead so i'm, I'm still thinking well, i'm doing something for myself i'm not maybe going physically and doing something but i'm doing something for my mental health so yeah try and look at it as a as the equivalent of whatever you do is the equivalent of going to the gym but it's for your mental health not your muscle health and that's great advice there keith you know i that certainly really helped if it's helped you put in the chat bar that certainly helped me or just that's helped me um just so we know that you know everything we're doing is about helping other people and i feel great after my breathing i really do. <laughs> okay yeah. yeah comment bar is really good to use click and subscribe as well um yeah, if you do want to ask me any more questions about um, Samaritans or Lions Barber Collective, then you know, post some comments and down in there. I don't know a lot about the Lions Barber Collective. I must admit, I've just started dipping my toe in that, so I'm not overly um, knowledgeable on it. But I've still got a little bit about it, so certainly I could steer you in the right direction to That's people you need to maybe speak to. But yeah, just look after yourself because you can't pour for an empty cup. Somebody said to me. Oh yesterday. my God! Don't you think? Keith comes out with some amazing, you know, analogies or, yeah, you know. I'm not claiming this is something. The person that said this said it like it was their own um, comment. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was on something else. And this was a quote somebody put. And they put I can't remember the, the name of the person that put it. And I was like, oh, that's where he bloody well got it from, cheeky swine. He didn't even give the person a, a nod. So it's not my quote. Somebody else's. But it's quite good. It's Can't a great, pour from an empty cup. It's, it's a great, great thing to remember and i guess we've come to the end of our episode on well-being 